I mean, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging with 120 proof Knob mm-hmm. Creek store pick. podcast i'm your host perry it's time for another episode curtis is here with me this week what's up guys hey everyone i hope that uh well i hope you're surviving i hope everyone's doing well and you know you might be at home but now uh listen up kids because this the secret phrase for this week is social distancing (laughs) anytime you hear that scream scream at the top of your no 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 anytime you hear that (laughs) grab a glass of bourbon do a shot. <laughs> do a shot. You'll be drunk. Where else do you? Have? But you'll be having a good Where time. Where else do you have to be? What other responsibilities do you have? I <laughs> you mean, mean, unless you have to work at home, unless you're a government official or public transport or something. I mean, just take care of yourselves, okay? <laughs> That's all. I. Uh, hey, this has been a wild, wild week, and I know that stuff has been happening to everybody and. Um, we're not going to harp on it too much. We do have some news, of course, directly related to the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus uh, outbreak. And uh, the, the, the big thing here, um, before we get too deep into everything, is that the show will go on. It must go on. Uh, we will continue to do the show for as long as we can, as I have always said. And I don't, I don't foresee being homebound leading to not drinking bourbon (laughs) (laughs) yeah so even if curtis and i and swan and i have to record remotely we will still do so um just know that the podcast is going nowhere yeah there's your reassurance your affirmation for this wednesday keep listening yeah that because we'll keep still we'll keep making we'll keep we'll we'll keep drinking bourbon and talking about it yeah Maybe we'll, we'll, I have a feeling, I have a very strong feeling that we are going to go uh, a lot lighter in news over the next few weeks. <laughs> hmm, Perry, I wonder why. <laughs> or maybe we're going to see a huge influx of news. I don't know. Who's to say at this point, everything is upside down and backwards. <laughs> Are we in the upside down? I don't know. Might be. <laughs> so I saw somebody uh, say earlier that this was um, this was almost written like uh, like a four year old <laughs> wrote it. Like I'm interested. And there and there's a virus, and everybody had to stay home, and we got school canceled for a month. Oh, and there's no toilet paper for everybody's poop. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and, that really. And mom over. and dad didn't have to go to work. <laughs> We really became South Park there. <laughs> I love, I love seeing people going. Can we just unplug twenty twenty for ten seconds and plug it back in? <laughs> I'm like, if that's what's gonna fix it, I'm all for it. Yeah. How do you do that? Where's the? Can we feed the world a Snickers bar? Because Snickers, <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's God, figure this thing out. God, it's me, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, we we normally do flying blind at this point in the show. We do, but I figure let's um, 
let's do something a little bit different and do our part. And you, you are very interested in that Balconies. Well, honestly, I thought that was, that was what you were going to have us do was flying. Pine. No, I've just, I've had those sitting out for a, for a little while. Oh, really? So I didn't know. Do you want to try one of them? Oh, there's two of them. Yeah. Texas single malt whiskey, pop distilled. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was the voice that went with it. It's but. aged at least 22 months in oak. <laughs> so do you want do you want to try that, or do you want to go with what my original idea was? I don't know what your original idea was. Well, my original idea was that we would just try to kill some Corona with uh, 120 oh, yeah. proof. Yeah, I mean, Knob Creek. If we're being honest, <laughs> what is this 100? Is that one 120 proof? No. Oh surprisingly 106 though interesting well not enough no <laughs> so we'll not be, enough to kill the germs we'll be we'll be taking our medicine yeah in another I, way I, yeah i've seen so many uh like <laughs> like if you gargle salt water it'll take the germs <laughs> off your throat no, <laughs> and i'm like no and bourbon <laughs> and then there's those people who are like what about gargling bleach no no, do not gargle bleach. Do not put bleach anywhere near your mouth. All right, hear me out. Anywhere near your mouth. Hear me out. No. Just previously, <laughs> there was a trend of Tide Pods. <laughs> maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they knew something we didn't. When society crumbles in the next few months and it is rediscovered in a thousand years... And they dig up the, the video of our ancestors and they see people gargling bleach. They'll go, I get it. I, <laughs> I get it. Makes sense. I know why that happened. So, uh, interesting thing about this Knob Creek. Uh, I had a bunch of little uh, bottles that were very low. That were all Knob Creek store picks. And I was like, well, I'm just going to make an infinity bottle of Knob Creek store picks okay so it's like a homemade knob creek small batch but it's 120 proof yeah and it varies anywhere from nine to 14 years of age okay so i'm getting like a mm. like a chewy soft like a soft uh salted caramel yes light oak and spice some vanilla sweaty balls <laughs> <laughs> man we're going in we're Didn't going get in that we're going in hard early. <laughs> no, I like I like this blend. I think that it kind of and and again, I can't replicate it. It was just me tossing a whole bunch of yeah, throwing bottles and bottles together. So popping bottles in uh, in the spirit of social scissor. That's a song. Oh, Lord, I have not heard in a long time. Lordy, lordy, in in the spirit of social distancing. Cheers from afar. <laughs> With a thud. I've got a square bottle. Can't do anything with that. You know, if all medicine tasted like that... It'd make the medicine go down, that's for sure. I wouldn't need a spoonful of sugar. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I I think we're going to survive this just, just fine. Yeah. We're going to make it through. Yeah, we're We're good. We're going to make it through, all right. If you... If you got some Knob Creek, if you got some bourbon in hand, <laughs> you'll make it. We're gonna be just fine, y'all. <laughs> but in all in all seriousness, and we we will get off this as much as we can mm-hmm. 
take care of yourself. Take care of other people. You're not just washing your hands or, um, you know, practicing healthy habits for it yourself. It's also for those around you. Yes. You know, I, I saw somebody put it this way. You know, uh, th- there's this kind of thought that some people have about the elderly. Will they get to 70? And they're like, they'll be fine. They lived long enough. Well, think about that that elderly person who may have just had a grandchild. Yeah. Right. Five years ago. <clears throat> and then they get to live another 15 years. You know, that that's 15 years that you're, their grandchild will get to remember them more. Right. Yeah. And have more time spent with them. So think about other people. <laughs> yes. Think just as be, a whole, everybody needs to uh, be nice. Th- yes. Think about uh, others. Think about others while they're going through this time in the sense that, you know, it might not be you that you're worried about, but it's also somebody else that is out there that, that doesn't mm-hmm. is affected by this or, um, you know, we we would much rather take the precaution, yes, the extreme caution to help everyone you, than you, to that. You know, what's a good thing about a, a podcast too, as opposed to like um, like a show, like the Late Show or uh, Tonight Show. We don't have an audience. Like we've never we've recorded two people once yeah. or twice. Yeah, but we we'll, that's one of the reasons we'll be able to keep doing this yeah. is we haven't had to shut down production of no you know of the show. I am the production of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we don't have like an applause sign. It's not. Oh, I should I should you know what I should do is set up a uh, a soundboard on my computer. And feed it into the recorder and just hit a button every time we say something funny. Well, I've That's been just waiting applause for and laughter. I've been waiting for that. That's for a long time. There's been so many times. Why do you think I go? Bow, bow, bow. So many air horns. So many. Those those air horns are for anybody who listened to the Patreon pregame chats yeah. this week. Because I thought for... they were. They ended on a high note, but the middle portion was us. It, it, it was us just kind of commiserating. Yes, for a little bit. But it's okay. It's been three years, and I've been trying, <laughs> trying to get this. But you've never actually said, "Hey, you effects. should you should get a sound effects board." You've just implied it. Ah, uh, with my own. What are we married? Sound effects. <laughs> I thought eventually he, you'd be like, "Hey, man, you kind of suck at sound effects." <laughs> We're just gonna do. I'm this. taking over. Well, maybe it was. I was trying to give you a space to be creative. Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was that. respecting you yeah. and your artistic license. Right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Hey, Kurt, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, I've been drinking Henry McKenna. Yeah, we were talking about Singapore. that off air. Yeah. How your roommate just found yes. a bottle in a backpack. Yes, that was great. Which was basically at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pot of gold. Uh, oh, P.S. Hope everybody had a good uh, St. Patrick's Day. Me I'm too. Sure. I'm yeah. sure I will have been... Uh, Ankles deep into some Guinness. Some Guinness stout? Yes. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. Uh, yeah, so I... <laughs> we had a bottle anyway from a release, but then my roommate, he... I, I walked in the other day, and all of a sudden, we had another bottle of Henry McKenna. I said, where's this come from? Because it's not just sitting on the shelves anymore. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, I found that in my backpack from like a year ago. Huh? Thanks, dude. So he, when we had moved, he, it was a 2017 bottle. 
He had bought Holy it in 2017, moly. hadn't drank it yet. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so there was like three-fourths of it still left. Gee whiz, man. So that's what I've been drinking. What about you? Um, I'm breaking out something good, oh, by the way, yeah. because why not? Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this. Uh, this past Saturday, I somehow organized a massive live stream marathon on uh on youtube with a bunch of content creators and this this does play into what i've been drinking recently but so i had this idea based on a recommendation from swan to try to do something uh to give the people who may have been going to the new orleans bourbon festival or you know looking forward to all the sporting events that got canceled which is basically everything, all of them. And all movies have been postponed or canceled. I mean, I just got a notification saying that Regal Cinema's closing all of their theaters until further notice. I saw I saw for a while some of them were practicing social distancing by only selling like half half tickets. <laughs> yeah, like half of the amount of tickets. It's insane. I heard somebody say, like, well, maybe they get half a movie then. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so what we did was we had a whole host of, of different content creators, um, mostly YouTubers, do live streams. It started basically at noon when I made the announcement and lasted until about 1030, which was wild. Um, and it was pretty much every hour on the hour. And... It all wrapped up with a roundtable live stream at uh, like 8.30 that night, and that went for two hours. <laughs> and I was very tired by the end of it because I had organized all of it and made sure that everybody uh, was, you know, on time and doing everything. And luckily, everybody just kind of fell into place with it, but it showed how great this community is to me. And how quickly and willingly everybody is to come together. Yeah. You know, I don't think I phrased that the right way, but it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I spent I spent most of the day drinking bourbon, which is, hooray. So you were tired. Yeah. I was very tired by the end of it. <laughs> but I, um, I think I started out with that. What did I start? Oh, I started out with the Jim Beam Bonded. Oh, yeah. So I was like, why why the heck not? And uh, I can't remember everything that I had because it was such a long day, but I killed the, the Keeneland Makers Private Select mm. uh, because... Why not? Because it's amazing. Yeah, it is um, really good. I did a side-by-side -side between that Larceny pick that we had on the pregame chats and then the new Larceny Barrel Proof, uh, which I still am not just that crazy about, but... It is what it is. Yeah. Other people seem to really, really love it. Okay. But anyway, if you want to watch all of those live streams, I have a playlist on the uh, YouTube page for the show, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. You just hop over to the playlist. I think it's called coronavirus prevention live stream day or something or coronavirus live stream day, some, something yeah. like that. And uh, you can go back and watch the replays of all of those streams in one place and it's it's and enjoy yeah 
So I just want to say thank you to everybody who hopped on to that, who watched and supported all of these content creators. Thank you to everybody who said yes and made it happen. If, if it had just been me streaming for eight hours that day, it would have been like, all right, I got to get up and take a pee break. And, you know, I'm going to go make a sandwich <laughs> and, you know, blank screen for a little bit. But, you know, by the the grace of the bourbon gods, everybody came together and made this happen. So if we're all quarantined, we're going to do this more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I don't see why the heck not. I mean, what else do you got to do? Yeah. And, and I'm actually uh, starting up my live streams again this week. Uh, which I had cut off mm, like mid last year uh, just because I didn't have the time for it during that period. And it just, uh, I have a little bit more free time now. And I figured that, you know, an hour out of one night a week is not that big a deal. So I'm still working on the time. Stay tuned to social media for that. And honestly, by the point this episode comes out, I might have already announced what uh what time the live streams are going to be what day the live streams are going to be so yeah be on the lookout for that and thank you so much to everybody who participated in that this 12 year yeah so i this was just casually sitting on the floor and i figured you know we may as well enjoy the finer things while oh yeah we're social distancing uh like ah, nice to nice to see you again, old yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. It's so just we, one of those things that I don't ever, you know, really have that often. Yeah, it's the it's the Weller Twelve. Honestly, I, I I I do love this bourbon. It's funny because like I went through that the those phases that a lot of people do, where it's like I want to hunt the stuff that everybody says I should. Well, I'm kind of over it, and I'm gonna. You know, get back into that. Yeah. But like, this has kind of crept back up for me in that, like, not, I'm not going to hunt it necessarily, but if I find it at a reasonable price, there's a strong chance I'm going to buy this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, and I know that's kind of a cliched statement. I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but I, well, it's a really there good is, bourbon, man. Yeah. There, there definitely is a, a peaks and valleys kind of thing I feel mm-hmm. with Weller. You know, when you first get into bourbon, oh, you're going, "Oh, I really, I really want to get on this." Ooh. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it's like, like toffee and butterscotch, but there was a there was a cherry note up front too, and the finish is just like, like a brown nerd. sugar. Yeah. Like a burnt brown sugar, mm-hmm. like the good kind. Kind of, maybe some like, like caramelized sugar. Yeah, too. Dude, this is so good. It's very good. I I hate I hate to be that guy, but like, Weller Twelve is pretty good, man. I mean, what are you, <laughs> Weller what are you 12? gonna say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hot take. Weller Twelve is good bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you but tune into this is my bourbon podcast for is our hot takes. Yeah. It's just true. I mean, it's solid. It's yeah, so it good. Um, it always meets and is like slightly above expectations, mm-hmm. you know? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But there are peaks and valleys, like I was saying. It's You start off and you really, really want to find it, and then you 
you go like, I don't ever want to touch that again because yeah. why? <laughs> you know, it's so overhyped. <laughs> and then you're like, and I mean, there uh, there well, is a level of overhype that that comes oh, with it. Totally but I mean, it, it is still it's still one of the best whiskeys on the market. I yes. think I think it's one of the best values for the price when yeah. when you can find it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kurt, let's get into the news. Okay. Everything's closed. Everything is closed. It's going to rain. That's <laughs> Thank you for that reference. <laughs> Everything is closed, pretty much. I, the majority of the bourbon trail has either shut down or is going to shut down for the foreseeable future. Um, I think Buffalo Trace is shutting down as well, which in turn mean uh, Barton 1792 in, in Bardstown seems like some of the smaller distilleries are still remaining open. James E. Pepper here in Lexington said a couple of days that they were still going to, you know, operate normally. I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Uh, New Riff did just tweet out that they were going to be uh, shutting down to the public for a little while, much like everybody else has. This was not surprising to me. I'll say what was surprising is how quickly it happened. Mm. I mean, I, I thought for sure that it wouldn't be until like schools and businesses started closing that the, the bourbon Well, I guess trail, schools had already, right? Not at this point. Not at that point? Okay. No, because this was, oh, you know what? Maybe this was like the same day or the day before. I can't remember for sure. Nonetheless. <laughs> Nonetheless. It was very quick. It, it was r- rapid. In, in the decision making, and I don't blame them. I mean, Not there, there is a high, it, it's high traffic going through the Bourbon Trail right now. But let me let me say this: we talk about the 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 folks who are in the service industry, who are in schools too, and uh, so many people that are losing money over all these closures. Tourism is getting hit hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I and I'm a direct result of that too. I mean, with the tour company, with distilled experiences, yeah. I mean, we have nothing for a while. Yeah, and like that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it it's and I know that we're gonna get through it and it's gonna be okay, but it is wild. To be hanging by a shoestring this <laughs> yeah. way and see so many people hanging by a shoestring. I mean, it's not just our company. It's uh, the Mint Julep Tours and um, the shoot the Kentucky Bourbon Boys mm-hmm. tour group, too. I mean, there's just so many other people that are hurting from this, too. And there's a lot of uncertainty with it. Yeah. So I think that's more the... The big thing is is the uncertainty of how long does this last? When can we expect to get back to normal operation? Those kind of things. Uh, yeah. The good thing, though, is that these distilleries are still making their products. I like that. So it's not it's not like we're going to see a shortage anytime soon. I mean, for crying out loud, we're probably going to see liquor stores shut down <laughs> at some point, too. Yep. Um, I know it's already happened in California. Um, Ohio's already having restrictions on the amount of 
the 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 amount of businesses that can be open past a certain amount of time, but you know, we we're gonna be okay for a little bit, I hope. <laughs> As Perry looks at his bourbon cabinet, which is exactly what I did because I know that you know I don't have to want for anything. Yeah, but it is nice to know that the distilleries are still gonna they're they're definitely gonna keep up with demand. I think that's you know if we're looking for a bright side in this closure aspect. They're still operating. Yep. You just can't go and see. Tour. Yep. You can't stick your finger in the vat to yeah. taste the mash. That's all right. I just got sad again. <laughs> I do like that oatmeal taste, though. I do. I do like it. I do. Anyway. The heat coming off the top. Yeah. That just, Which it, isn't actually heat, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's that's true. Um. Yeah, that's all for that. We we do look forward to the distilleries opening up again soon. I know that um, there's going to be a rash of us that just flood, 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 flood. I I, I tried to uh, combine flood and flock. Oh, okay. So it came out flawed. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of us that that flock to the distilleries when the time comes, and it's it's going to be sad when you get that saturday and you're like maybe i'd just go to a distillery and then you can't (laughs) yeah uh some things that came across the uh ttv online uh registry over the past few days there is a new sam houston product which is being sourced from a distillery in bardstown kentucky this one's going to be 14 years old Uh, it's got a mash bill of 74 percent corn 18 percent rye and eight percent malted barley I personally have not had anything from Sam Houston just yet, but from what I understand, it's really good. And you know, it, it, we're not we're not trying to base anything just off of the the age, but I think a fourteen year old age statement is pretty attractive in this in this day and age. Yeah. So it's hard to believe that it wouldn't be uh, adequate. You know. You would hope so. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we've had, I mean, not not every Knob Creek 14-year-old, 15-year-old pick has been stellar. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to kind of look at it from from that angle. But at the same time, you know, we think about these, uh, the, these highly aged old Fitz decanters that we've been getting from Heaven Hill recently. It's been stellar across the board. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I'm looking forward to trying this. I need to really get in and and try more Sam Houston products as well. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Um, so if you if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about uh, Sam Houston and the the line of products that comes from this label, it's not really a distillery. It's just a a brand name. Yeah. Uh, be sure to send us a tweet at my bourbon pod or shoot us an email. This is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. I would mm-hmm. be interested to hear. What you have to say. And where's that out of? Uh, the bottling facility. Well, okay. So it was distilled in Bardstown. Okay. Uh, but the bottling facility is in Bowling Green? Yes. Bowling ah, Green. Interesting. Um, so it's still it's still a Kentucky product. Okay. I would imagine if it's a if it's a Bardstown bourbon, I mean it's either gonna come from Barton or Oh, well, you know what? There's a good chance that it could be coming from... Nope, that's not right, because they've not been around that long. They could be either sourced from Heaven Hill or Barton. I was yeah. going to say the Bartstown Bartstown Bourbon Company, but yeah. they've not been around for 14 years. To be doing to, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, they're they're definitely contract distilling, 
but there's no, no way. way that they have a product out um, at that age. Yes. Uh, we did get confirmation, and I think this was kind of anticipated just based on the just on the size of bottles uh, that are released in the United States. But the Blanton's Gold Edition that is going to be coming out later this year is going to be uh, of the same proof, of course, at 103 but it is going to be in 750 milliliter bottles as opposed to the 700 milliliter bottles that are distributed throughout the world. Yep. So this is going to be the only way that you could get just a little bit extra <laughs> Blanton's gold. It's the equivalent of getting an airplane bottle's worth extra uh, extra yeah. out of that. So, you know, you're talking like... But still super exciting that we're getting Blanton's gold. Yeah, absolutely. But And I mean, like, that that's really just kind of saying, like, you're getting a, a glass or two more yeah. out of it. But, I mean, it, yeah, that's And not, also saying, hey, we're just going to do what we usually do. <laughs> yeah, well, that is very true. Uh, we will make our way back to uh, Buffalo Trace here soon uh, because it's kind of the big news of the of the week. Uh, and we've we've talked about it a little bit before as well, but we'll we'll get back to it. But anyway, uh, this one came via the Fred Minnick newsletter. I did not know anything about this. Uh, Beam Centauri announced, quoting from Fred's website, uh, that it is giving Old Overholt, which is a rye whiskey, uh, a bit of an upgrade. Uh, they are upgrading it from uh, an 80 proof standard to 86 proof and non chill filtered. Um, but they are also adding a 114 proof four-year-old rye and a 92.6 proof 11-year-old rye. Huh. So we're going to see quite the change in the, uh, in the old Overholt brand here very soon. Uh, and the big thing about this is that the retail prices are not going to be that much more. Uh, we're going to see uh, $17.99 for the 86 proofer and 24.99 for the uh oh wait hold on oh no i was i was right <laughs> i just i had to read i had to read down a little bit further um <laughs> uh the the 114 proofer and the 11 year old have not yet uh gotten their price um but the uh the 86 proof yes anyway uh, I have not really been a big fan of old Overholt rye <laughs> in, in recent years. It's just kind of been okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to try anything a little bit higher proof. Yeah. Older age. Um, I, I love, I, I, I really do love rye whiskeys. I know that that's something that we've established on the show before, but even at a younger age, they seem to traditionally just adapt more flavor from the wood. Yeah. Even though they've not been in there as long. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that product turns out to, to, to be eventually. Have you ever had old Overholt before? I haven't. No. So it's just, it's just been a kind of standard, like I would say mixing rye, but nothing really spectacular about it. So, We'll see. We'll see what, uh, as Fred puts it, the shot in the arm is going to do to it. Okay. Here coming up soon. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Here is the 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 big thing for the week. 
I'm I'm pretty astounded by this. I we I think that we have talked about it just a little bit on the show before. Um but there is confirmation from the uh the TTB as well as uh the whiskeywash.com that the next bourbon in the EH Taylor line is going to be an 18-year-old marriage. Do tell. What does marriage mean? So, assuming, and it's a it's a bourbon, it's not going to be a whiskey, I'm assuming that means that they are going to be blending the, the rye bourbon mash bill that they used for Taylor. Well, really, maybe just their rye mash bill in general, yeah. one or two. And then their weeded mash bill. So, we could either see uh, mash bill one and two in there and mash uh, ma- the weeded mash bill rather um all three married in there or maybe one of the two one of the two rye mash bills married with the the weeded i'm not sure what that's gonna look like hmm. just yet i mean they haven't um oh wait no if i had just read a little bit i would have told you that that's exactly what they were doing that's awesome Is that a- you didn't look at it and then you knew <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three different, uh, excuse me, three signature mash bills uh, that matured for 18 years, including two different rye bourbon mash bills and our weeded mash bill. So there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Perry knows what he's talking if about. If I could just read a little bit, um, I, I would have been able to not have to postulate about that. Um, this is coming right from uh, thewhiskeywash.com. They say, going further on uh, via the back label, Buffalo Trace says of this possible release that the marriage of bourbon mash bills gives this magnificent whiskey a nose of vanilla butter cake, a rich palate of caramel and cinnamon, and a long finish of toasted oak cinnamon and a hint of spearmint. Okay. Vanilla butter cake. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I would like to know. I'm super interested in the bourbon, though. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'll, and I, I'll be interested to try it. I can't imagine that we're actually going to be able to find a bottle, but... Sure, yeah. But with that being said, like, I haven't explored into E.H. Taylor that much. And man, I I've, I finally got my own bottle. Like, I've had it on the podcast before, you know, things like that. Uh, but I've, I got my own just E.H. Taylor small batch. It's a great bourbon. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so what I figured I'd pull out, <clears throat> just because we're talking about this, uh, is the E.H. Taylor Amaranth, which is last year's special release uh, from the E.H. Taylor line yeah. at Buffalo Trace. Uh, it Amaranth is what they call the grain of the gods. It's mm-hmm. the flavoring agent that replaced rye yes. in their mash bill. You've not had this yet, right? Have you I had don't this think before? so. No. Okay. So I want to. Unless we've had it on the podcast before, and I, I, I can't remember. I don't. Th- I think it was probably without me. I don't think I. I had it. So what I want to do is I want you and I to talk about this, and then it will lead into what our expectations for this product are going to be. Okay. What do you think about the nose? I'm getting. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's a nose that I haven't had before. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of a a fresh picked mint. A little bit. There's a there's a chocolate note on there as well. Mm-hmm. 
but it's kind of overwhelmingly, I would say, like earth, like dirt. Like there's a more of like a cacao kind of feel, maybe. But I, I'm definitely finding an earthy note to it, and I can't quite figure out exactly what it is. But is it like it, a like a wheat grass or? No, it's more like it. it it's more well, maybe. Or more of like a soil. I, I initially was going more soil, but the more that I kind of spend time with it, because <clears throat> I I I originally got more of like a like a gra- like a grass kind of feel, but then as I I went deeper into the nose, I got more of the soil. Mm-hmm. Which, in reality, kind of one in the same a little bit. Yeah. 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 That face. Honestly, Whew. I'm not a huge fan of this. It it's it's oily, but not like in a good way. It's kind of like See, the palate is where I can really figure out what I'm talking about with earthy. Okay. It gets to be like mushrooms. Ah, okay. I know, I know I'm it's okay really with weird. a little bit of mushrooms. See, I don't mind them either. It's so off profile for a bourbon, though. Oh, yeah. It's not anywhere close. Yeah. I'm not saying like this it, is that bad. No, no. I think it, it kind of leans more towards it has a rye like feel. Mm, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on this one because. I am I'm severely lacking the spice that a rye whiskey or even a rye bourbon would have given I, me. I, I meant rye like a rye bourbon. Oh, okay. more than more than rye. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't don't get I, the spice. I, I think this one was a little bit of a dud. Maybe it's just because my palate's so finely attuned to to the bourbon f- flavor profile. Mm. Okay, that really sounded <laughs> that sounded a little pompous of me. I apologize, <laughs> but um, it's a I, I get where you're coming from yeah. on it, it. It's not the profile of like a bourbon. No, but it is bourbon. Yeah, but it's not a traditional bourbon, I guess, in the way that we would have anticipated. Yeah. So having tried this, here here's what my my thought is on this. I think that it was commendable of of Buffalo Trace to do an experiment like this. I don't know if E.H. Taylor was the right line to put it out under. And so I think that they might have seen the response from those of us who weren't so crazy about it and gone, mm, let's backpedal into something that people are going to kind of latch onto a little bit more. I question that notion just on... What other line would it be out of Buffalo Trace? Well, there's the Buffalo Trace Experimental Collection. Excuse me? The Buffalo Trace Experimental What's Collection. What's that? They release their experimental projects. It comes from everything in there comes from Warehouse X. Oh. For experimentation. Yeah. I know I, I just didn't know the know about that. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. I'm not I'm not yeah, why yeah. I'm acting like I did. But, but I, I just didn't yeah, know no, no, about no. that. There, there are, How often do they do it though? 
Not as often as they used to, from what I remember. I mean, there was a period where they were putting out product after product from the experimental line. I mean, like that was where the four grain kind of came from initially that became an E.H. Taylor product. Um, okay. I think there was even like a six grain at one point too. I, and when I was, uh, working this, this last job, I worked with a, a lady who had worked at Buffalo Trace, um, in their marketing department. And she had, they, they had been given these bottles of, I think it was like a 20 or it was somewhere between 20 and 24 years old Buffalo Trace that had just gotten way over oaked and just wasn't that good. And they were going to put it out for the antique, the antique collection, the experimental collection. Yeah. Um, B tech. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of that. Um, <laughs> They were going to put it out for the uh, the experimental collection, but it just Harlan didn't like it. It didn't come out that great in it or anything. So, I mean, maybe I can see the precedent being set with the four grain being applied to the E.H. Taylor brand in terms of you know using the amaranth mash bill for that as well. But yeah, I don't know. I think that E.H. Taylor, in terms of a brand. It needs to be respected in the way that people just don't understand anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think I think that and maybe this that's was not the best way I to guess put the, it. Uh, but this wasn't like a this isn't like a tradition. like they aren't putting out these. Like it's gone, right? Yeah, no, this is way gone. Yeah, that's what I thought. But the what I guess what I'm getting at is the legacy of Colonel E.H. Taylor is so deep in bourbon history. Mm-hmm. And you have to put out something that is a showstopper for that brand. For that and brand. For that, 100% yeah. of the okay. time. And so I think that the 18 year marriage was them saying, we, we got we to gotta rectify this. Mm. That, that's just my take. That's just how I see it. I'm not saying that's exactly what they did. Maybe this was something that they had had planned for yeah. years and years. I definitely think that that's a possibility. Um, you know, like, you know more about the history on, on this uh, and E.H. Taylor and and Buffalo Trace, uh, that line. So that definitely makes sense. Um, from my perspective, I just didn't didn't think of it that way. Mostly because I don't I don't know the backstory of it. You don't know the backstory of Colonel E.H. No, I know the backstory of that. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, no, I, how have we not but I mean, ever he, talked about this no, I know the backstory. No, I know the backstory of E.H. Taylor. <laughs> I don't know the backstory of the entire line of E.H. Taylor that that is Buffalo Trace puts out. Do you? Okay, so let's let's talk about these, um, the limited offerings then, or the limited releases. Because there, there are quite a few that uh, have come out over the over the past few years um, that you probably have heard before, but I don't know. Anyway, um, so we have the the regular small batch. Yes. We have the single barrel. Yes. We have the barrel proof yep. and the straight rye. Those are kind of their four standards. Standards, yep. right? Those come out. I know all of those. Yeah, yep. they come out every year, um, but they have done variations on those uh, over the past six years. 
six-ish years um, that still maintain the E.H. Taylor label, uh, but have something slightly different. So the first one was the old-fashioned sour mash. So it was just, I think it was based on um, the old recipe, or at the very least, um, kind of emulated the way that Colonel Taylor made his products back in the day. Uh, the Warehouse C Tornado Survivor. So that was when Buffalo Trace got hit by the the tornado and it I tore know about off this. their roof mm-hmm. and everything. So that wound up being uh, an E.H. Taylor product. Lots of people say that that was already a spectacular bourbon. It just wound up <laughs> being special anyway because it survived a tornado. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cured Oak. I don't know much about this one or the seasoned wood. Uh, those are the two next ones. Those are really um, kind of kind of unfamiliar to me. Um, but you know what's great is that we have the internet here to tell us about <laughs> what they're what they're like. So the according to Buffalo Trace's website, the cured oak uh, is aged inside oak barrels that are made with staves, uh, cured for thirteen months, which is more than twice as long as typical barrel staves. Um, so you, I guess you, what you get with that is just a deeper wood flavor that's going to really, you know, impact the, the way that it yep. is aged in the oak. Uh, and then the seasoned wood um, was aged inside new oak barrels crafted from staves, treated with an innovative process of bathing in natural outdoor seasoning, uh, this technique pulled rich flavors from the wood to make the whiskey aged inside the barrels like no other, using a unique wheat recipe mash bill. So this was a weeded bourbon that they used uh, for the seasoned wood. That's really interesting. I did not know that. Uh, the result is a whiskey with bright citrus flavors, followed by spicy undertones. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next one after that was the four grain, uh, which uses corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley. Yep. And then the amaranth was the most recent one before this 18-year marriage uh, that's going to be coming out this year. So, yes, there is some experimentation that goes on in the E.H. Taylor line. You're just not sure if it goes that far. I'm just not if sure. If it should whether... go that far. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with that. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. On the other hand, I can also see, you know, they're doing their due diligence by having their four main products that come out every mm. every single time, and then they're like, you know, we're trying just little little things that are a little different. Uh, is amaranth uh, something that's would be common back then? You think not like used in bourbon, but I'm just meaning amaranth. Then. Yes, I think it was something that was common at one point. Yeah, I don't know if it was common in the creation of whiskey no definitely not i i'm not i'm not saying that but i i do think that it was a lot more commonly used yeah than uh than it used to be so i think maybe so. it's just like a steeped in a little bit of history in in that sense yeah but also see where you're coming from of but does it attribute to eh e. taylor exactly. maybe it's more of an experimentation exactly. so i i regardless i'm excited to find out what this product is going to be. Um, I, I really do look forward to it. And I think last year, you know, out of the, the EH Taylor products that I've had that were in that limited collection, the Amaranth was really the only one that kind of let me down. Mm-hmm. 
even if it was just ever so slightly. Yeah. You know, so. Either way, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for it. It seems great. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime you're getting an 18 year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, I think that does it for the news this week. Kurt, I figured that uh, maybe we should talk about a bourbon that is pretty readily available for people uh, during during this time. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this isn't going to be <laughs> the the period where people are going out and hunting for, for bourbons too much. They're going to be looking towards... Might be a good time to, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for being excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, so I figured that we would review the the older brother of Wild Turkey, ah. but the younger brother of Russell's Reserve Single Barrel in the Russell's Reserve 10-year-old at 90 okay. proof. So I made sure that we didn't go too all over the place. I know we had a little bit of Knob Creek yeah. uh, at the beginning of the show. But have you... Yes. Continue. ...had Russell's Reserve tenure before? Yes. Okay. Thank you for letting me finish my question. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I actually had a pick of this. Well, you had the Russell's Reserve single barrel. Yes. Yeah. So this is the small batch 10-year-old version. Yes, yes, yes. Right. I have had this before. I'm glad. Just to clarify. Wait, wait, wait. Wrong glass. <laughs> this is the second time that uh, my my neuroses button has been pressed when talking about which glass to use. <laughs> um, but yes, I have. Um, I have had the tenure. Yeah. So I, I initially did not like this bourbon, and it was around the same time. Where'd the cork go? By the way right here get that hand-eye coordination yeah <laughs> anyway i had had this we can play sports uh, no uh, <laughs> i had this i <laughs> was very confident you said tried it not Absolutely very good not. i played baseball for a little while i played uh basketball too and i sucked okay but i played baseball i mean i played baseball until i was 12 nice I played a lot of sports i got the yips real bad oh dude yeah. I, okay. and i i still have them like i I have to really... I'm getting a very almond note on this nose. <laughs> I have to either not think about how to throw a baseball or really think about how to throw a baseball. Oh, there's dude, no in-between for me. If we want to talk about yips in, in baseball, <laughs> I mean, I've had the worst case of it. So, baseball, you, baseball when I was growing up was my favorite sport. That's what I was best at. Yeah. I was a pitcher. I was really you like, pitched like through high school too, didn't you? Yes, yeah. I pitched through I high school. I I was really I got to freshman year of high school and was pretty. I was pretty good. I was pretty decent. Like I I was I would say I was good, and um, you know was pitching really well. Uh, was able to throw. Didn't have any of the yips, anything like that. Then my coaches started messing with how I how I go from the windup, go from you know, just different approaches. Dude, I got the yips hard <laughs> to the point. So I played through uh, junior year and junior year, I was, I could pitch. Okay. I could throw, I could throw like 75, 80 miles an hour. Holy moly. Really? Uh, yeah. So I could throw 75, 80 miles an hour uh, down, down the plate, like down the middle. I could pinpoint where it needed to be throwing 
if you want if you needed me to throw to somebody could not do it <laughs> i'm serious like could not do it i i could pitch but i could not like if i needed to throw to first base for some reason just soared unless unless i like little lobbed it over there yeah that i i just can't throw anymore okay i have no control like i mean legitimately unless i'm just like tossing it over to you like i i could i could easily do that yeah yeah but i have no control Mm -hmm. i mean i have tried and tried and tried and and you know it was at this point almost 15 years ago that i played baseball it's been a while so same for me it's not i mean like it's it's not i don't have the muscle memory that i used to but yes i have i have no way to control a ball when i'm throwing it. i can actually throw a football a little bit better than i can a baseball i can throw a football pretty i can throw a football really well basketball basketball is my favorite like i'm really good at basketball i think passing okay so throwing what we're getting at here and we'll get to this review here in a minute <laughs> sure but throwing a baseball is the hardest to throw right well it's just it's, because it's so small yeah yeah there's something about having a, a larger ball that you have more control over. I mean, when you're yeah. passing a basketball, you're passing from the chest. Yeah. When you're throwing a football, I mean, you're you're really controlling it because of, you know, the angle that you're holding it and, yes. and launching it. But baseball is just like, like, I don't even, like, even acting like it, I don't know what to do with my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's the problem with me is I, I know how to throw a baseball. I know how to throw pitches. I can throw a curveball. I can throw a a four-seam fastball, a two-seam fastball. I can even throw a cutter. But if And I can do it from the mound. If you ask me to just play pitch and catch, like throw like throw to somebody, no chance. I can, I can casually toss. I mean, the, that, yeah. but, but once I really have to focus on it, I mean, like I... Th- so my 12-year-old season of baseball, one game, I think I let go like eight or nine home runs in like three innings pitching yeah oh okay that's bad it's just weird man because i had the yips (laughs) so hard whenever i needed to throw like i can't believe we're talking about this i know (laughs) when i needed when i needed to throw to like anywhere yeah other than home (laughs) could not do it anyway we can continue yeah sorry i used to hit guys a lot when too when i was a pitcher anyway so this is the this is the wrestles reserve small batch edition which is uh 10 years old and 90 proof i pick up what you're putting down when you're talking about the uh the almond note on there it's not more of an almond butter maybe see i was actually gonna say it, it for me it's not almond butter oh okay i think it's more like real almond nuts oh yeah okay oh there is some like deep caramel in there too yeah and definitely like orange zest as well this smells like this really does smell like an old-fashioned Yeah, I'm not getting as much as the citrus as you are, I don't think. But at the same time, it has that kind of classic bourbon smell to it. Yeah. I I feel like this is one bourbon that I've kind of not paid as much attention to as I should have. 
because I love, of course, I love the wild turkey line. Yeah. I love the Russell single barrel. I, I don't have anything wrong with anything in the in that product line. But for whatever reason, I just don't pay attention to this one. But it's 30 bucks a bottle. It's a 10-year-old age-stated bourbon. Yeah. You know, the last time that we had an age-stated bourbon at 10 years old, it won best bourbon in the world and, or best yeah, whiskey in no the world. no longer and, around. This yeah. might be it, dude. <laughs> might be it? What do you mean? I'm saying, like, based off of what we were talking about on age-stated bourbons that, uh, you know, that aren't around very much anymore. This is like the last of the greats. No, I, I'm just saying that that it's pretty equivalent to like a Henry McKenna. I have to agree. Maybe it's just this bottle, but I or this batch, but it's. I can't imagine it varies too much, you know. Well, you know what we can do is side by side it with McKenna yeah, Ten. Years. We can. Uh, I I don't think it varies. I'm sure Russell's. Uh, you know, the 10 year, it doesn't vary much between patches. So, yeah, I mean, I imagine that they try to keep it pretty consistent. Yeah. But, but this, it's weird for me because it's just, some, it's something that I don't think to pick up. I, I and absolutely now, don't. And now that I'm sitting here having it, I'm going, <laughs> okay. I can't get Henry McKenna, so... I mean, this might be a good alternative to it. Now, here's the other thing, too. McKenna is a single barrel. Yes. So that that is the, the one thing that might be going against it. It against, might not be as consistent. Against? Against the, the Russells. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we, we've had... We've had really great bottles of McKenna. Yes. That one fabled bottle that... <sighs> that we'll never get back. I still dream of it. Fondly. But we've also had... Sometimes really... I lay in bed. Just think. <laughs> just think. And then we've also had... <laughs> we've also had bad bottles of McKenna single barrel. We have. So... I, I, I think that... If we're talking about consistency, Russell's might have it in oh, that category. Yes. Um, but I, I I like doing this side by side. I've not done this. <laughs> Kurt's not sure. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Oh. I'm very calm. I'm very. I'm very adamant about this now, I think. Oh, dude, and I, th I think, <laughs> oh, dude, I think knowing the, I think knowing oh, that, yeah, I, I think no, I think knowing that the consistency is gonna be there. Mm. Now, that being said, McKenna Bottled and Bond is not a bad bourbon. Oh, by not, any means. No, no, I mean I'm not it, it that. deserves praise, but I don't know if it deserves best whiskey in the world sorry fred um <laughs> yeah i'm i'm strictly meaning uh just comparison of these two i'm not saying that they're the you know the top of the top <laughs> you know like yeah this. i think they are very solid bourbons that are really really good dang it they're above value you know 
<laughs> it is amazing to me that in basically... I don't want to say we found something, but I really do feel like... In basically four years, I have totally flipped the switch from being all in on one versus the other. Okay. And like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it a little bit here soon. But <sighs> the only thing I'll say, like, I think is it's kind of a flip of a coin on you want consistency and like it to be pretty similar all the way through. You're going to get that with the Russells. Yeah. With Henry McKenna, you want to have a little bit of this a little off the path, like maybe not exactly what you were expecting, but still really good. Uh, McKenna. Yeah. The other thing about McKenna at this point too, is that now you're not seeing it for less than $40. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think my wife just sneezed. <laughs> even then you're, you're not seeing it anywhere really for less than like 45 or 50. Yeah. I mean, it has definitely hit a price hike over the past year or so. Whereas Russell's small batch, Russell's tenure, has stayed exactly the same yeah. at $30, $30. And let me tell you, it packs a heck of a punch for a 90-proof bourbon. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe it's their, their recipe, maybe it's the blending that goes into it, or the fact that it's 10 years old. But I, I would be surprised... If this did not come out strong in a blind flight, mm-hmm. I mean, really, Me truly, if if yeah. I, I would put this up at at the very least, this bottle, yeah, against a lot of other bourbons Same that here. are in the field right now. I mean, like, and and I, I spend a lot of time talking about how much I love Elijah Craig and even Turkey One Hundred One, yeah. Same distillery as Turkey 101. Probably a little bit older, but lower proof. And I might have to do this blind. But this is a spectacular... This initial thought. ...bottle of bourbon. Mm. if, if, If you are looking for something to stockpile during the COVID-19 epidemic... Pandemic. Has it not gotten to epidemic yet? It's the other way around. Epidemic is local and oh. specific to a country. Pandemic is global. Oh, okay. It's pandemic is like a collection of epidemics. Okay, so if you have I had not... to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. That's the only um, reason I knew. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm happy you told me, or else I would have been saying it wrong the entire time. It is an epidemic because it is within the U.S. Right, but it's a pandemic because it's worldwide. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Little learning for everybody. I, I learned a thing. What was I saying? Uh, buy, Russell's buy this bourbon. It's stockpile. Really <laughs> yeah, that's what we we've come down to. I do. I I would like to see it at a higher proof. But with that being said, I I don't think it's hurt it by it. I don't. I don't know if it necessarily needs it. Okay. I mean, I would be interested to try it at a higher proof. I think that yeah, okay. Russell's single barrel at 110 is fantastic. Absolutely. But yeah. 
I, I think that this this tastes like a very finely crafted bottle of whiskey. Yeah. I mean, th- this does not disappoint from sip one. Mm-mm. I mean, and, and I made sure to do the whole, you know, Kentucky chew, swirl it around, you know, take some time with it, let my palate adjust to it. And it, yeah. it did not take a lot of time <laughs> for me to adapt to it and go this is this is good very very good yeah bottle of whiskey um it it is wild to me that even as much bourbon as we have had over the past two and a half years that we are still finding things that we go oh I didn't expect that at this Was price it ready point for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's weird because you do find those little you you go, "Huh. This, yeah, is better than or equivalent to something that I would find at, yeah. you know, an $80 price point or or well, a $60 yeah. price point." I mean, like I I think in, you know, if I'm thinking about values in terms of quality, there have been two in recent memory that come to mind. Old Forester Rye mm-hmm. and the T.W. Samuels Bottle in a Bond. T.W. Samuels Bottle in a Bond is a 100 proof four year old bourbon that you can get for 20 bucks a pop yeah. in a handle from Heaven Hill. Would you put uh, J.W. Dan in there or a little below? I don't know. I would like to do them blind. I only say that because other. I have a, a 175 of the I love, J.W. Dant. I love oh. Dant. I really do, but I've also recently fallen back in love with Samuels. <laughs> with Samuels, yeah. so uh, that that's for another episode. That, sure, you know that's actually going to be something. I feel like we're going to be doing more of too. Value. If, if, <laughs> if, well, the, the the point is that you know as we everybody's getting poorer and we're. <laughs> it's not. No. 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 Hold just, on. It's not I'm about that. Checking. It's that you know we are going to be thinking. Well, you know we've got things that we've not gotten to yet, and you know part of that is going to be budget bottled and bonds. Mm-hmm. And I want to put some of those Heaven Hill products up against each other. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that in the in the future, but um. Yeah, the the T.W. Samuels has a really great flavor profile to it, especially at that price point. And the Old Forester rye is, you know, I think like a four to six year old rye at 100 proof and again, like 20, 22 bucks a bottle. So if if we're talking budget bourbons or budget whiskeys, this is the untapped gem at this point. I think so. I, I don't I don't hear people talking about Russell's Reserve 10 year. No. I really do not. And I think that, you know, I'm not trying to spoil secrets or anything or get other people to And I'm not I'm not trying to build hype, you know. No, I, I, I think that this is legitimately a good bottle of bourbon. I went out and bought it myself. This wasn't sent to me by a wild turkey. I spent hard earned money on it. Yeah, and and this isn't a bottle of bourbon that I even own, you know? And for would, me... Would you after this? I, w- I will probably go pick up a couple bottles of it. Oh, that nose. Because it's... 
it's very equivalent to Henry McKenna tenure, and I can't find that anywhere, and it's at a lower price point now, as of right now. Uh, man, it's so good. It, it has the, I will say, it has the same feeling of, this is what I felt like when we did have Henry McKenna at $32, and you could find it on the shelves. Yeah. So I, I want to ask I don't you. Know. I want to ask you this question too, because you are notoriously not Wild a Turkey, Turkey One Hundred and One fan. Yes. What is it about this one that you like a little bit better than Turkey One Hundred and One? Uh, so for me, it's on make the... make the case for me to spend a little bit more money than I would if I were buying Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. Yes. So for me. It rounds the the rough edges a little bit more. For me, on the back pal on the back of the palette on Wild Turkey One Hundred One, it has this. I don't know if it's a spice kick or a. It just has this bitter note that I've I've talked about before on the podcast. Sure. Um, that just is a little off putting for me. It just seems a little too rough. Um, with this, it smooths it out, but also the palette. Uh, I think it the palette is a little more toned down on from Wild Turkey 101 just uh spice wise. Sure. And I think that's what I for my palette goes for more. It just is it's very smooth. It it's rounds the edges on some of those things. Still yeah, has you, you like darker con- notes in general. Yes, yes. And it has like a uh a little bit of that Kentucky hug on the finish. Um and the nose to me, I, I really like that dark almond note. Speaking of um, darker notes, I'm kind of picking up like an espresso on the yeah. finish as well. I'm getting coffee shop vibes for sure. Yeah. But not like... No, not... Not that dark, not that dark. No, but like if you made a, you know, like a latte shot or something mm-hmm. like that. Th- this, I wish that I had spent more time with this. It, I wish meaning, I would have given that, it a lot more. Yeah. I wish I would I would have more bottles of this. <laughs> yeah, I actually have one sitting behind me on the bar that was signed by Jimmy and Eddie. There you go. It's right, yeah. right by the lamp, right there, and uh, it makes me want to open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, uh, I'm, also not. I'm saving. I'm it. saving that one for a yeah. while. The the turkey one hundred and one is being saved for for a hot minute too. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think we should probably go ahead and review this. Oh, I definitely think don't so. you. Yeah. So we have a review system for anybody who is new to this show. Of nose palette, finish, and price, each category is out of five, and then we tally it up for a final score out of 20. Curtis, what would you give the nose here? Uh, so the nose, I'm going to give a four. Uh, I think the nose has a lot to offer. It has those almond notes. Uh, we were talking about that it was a true almond, too, and I think that's pretty nice. has that chocolate, has... Um, kind of that just caramel flavor or or nose that you're you're really wanting so i i really really think it's a good nose it's so pleasing isn't it yeah i mean it it's 
There's nothing off-putting about it. No. I I like your score of four. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I am missing just a little bit of the the kind of standard caramel and spice vanilla on yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm 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 definitely getting vanilla. Um and the vanilla is kind of playing into like that almond note okay. as well. Yeah. I think they're complementing like each other. Like really a vanilla well. almond extract. Well, okay, actually, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Which would kind of be like an almond butter, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Vanilla's not necessarily in almond butter. Can I get a couple? You want drop? a little bit more? Little drops of this? For a <laughs> You want a little bit more of this thirty dollar bottle of bourbon that I'm about to go buy a case of? <laughs> <laughs> Just to finish off. I just have a few more drops, so I need to finish the... You may as well, you know, refresh your your palate on what, what this is. You can have more than that, you know. Nah, it's good. We are in survival mode at the moment. <laughs> yes. So, we may as well share with each other. I think, too, what is so great about this bourbon is how well-rounded it is. Mm. There's not... Honestly... There is not one point of this where I'm going, well, this kind of lags a little bit. I think that everything is so consistently good. I think it's so well balanced from from start to finish that I I honestly the only thing that I'm giving a slightly different score from is the price. Everything else is a, a, a 3.5 for me. And Honestly, I'm giving the, the, the price of four. Okay. So, yeah, I, I know I'm jumping way ahead. No, you're good. Uh, for for me, on the palette, I was going to give it a four. On the finish, I was going to give a three and a half. I felt like the finish was where it was a little bit lacking, uh, ever so slightly. Um, just in the fact that the nose and, and the palette was so just well-rounded for me. This whole bourbon is just spectacular in that sense. I would say if I I am deducting a, a half point, I would give it to um, to the finish. Yeah. Price four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the I can't say enough good things about this thirty baller thirty thirty dollars thirty dollars thirty dollar <laughs> bottle of bourbon. That is ten years old. I'm I'm seriously about to go buy another bottle at the very least. Yeah, and you know, sure, it goes without saying that the Russells are doing great things at Wild Turkey, but yes. you know, if if you are looking for a testament to the 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 quality of products that the Russells have been putting out over the past few years, this is it. I mean, this is consistent. In, in terms of quality. And of course I love Turkey 101. I know it's kind of like the... I And honestly, I would agree with you that Turkey has a little bit of a, a sharper edge to it. But I think that that's kind of what I like about it too. Sure. Like it's it's got a little bit of a kick. It's got a little bit of a, of a spice to it that this might not have. But, you know, if we're, if we're talking about... It, it, it's not apples and oranges. It's very much within the same family tree. Yeah. Um, 
I get why. And I think that's why. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it before, you know. <laughs> I want to I do a flight I, for you of just turkey products. Like from oh, the yeah. 81 proof up to, you know, rare breed. No, nah, maybe not rare breed because that would be like a sore thumb <laughs> sticking out. But yeah. I, I would just be curious to see. If I could pick it out. Not even if you could pick it out, just what your reaction would be. Okay. At that point. So. I mean, me too. Yeah. That, that, I, we'll, we'll talk about that in the near future. But. I do think there's. I ha- I don't know why, but it, there is a weird thing with wild turkey that I like. It doesn't make re- really make sense that I like like Russells. Sure. But I don't like the 101. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Maybe so, it's, it's the extra year, extra years that are could very well that are be. aged. It just smooths it out a little bit. Yeah. And and I will say too, this reminds me of there there was a period during 2018 where we were getting really really good turkey 101 because of the hyper aging that was going on not hyper aging but the the higher aging rather that was going on thanks to uh long branch so we were seeing you know older stock products going into the the wild turkey lines uh because of long branch and i this very much reminds me of that so Who's to say, man? I don't know. I think this is great. Yeah. So my final score was 14.5 out of 20. What was your final score? 15 and a half. Man. That's crazy. It's good. That yeah. I I, I think that uh, you know, if you're if you're looking to supply for the apocalypse, you should this should be on your radar. Yeah. Pick up a couple bottles. Yeah. I I mean and I'll even say like sure. This might be first reaction, like hype up a little bit, uh, but there's no way it's below a 14 and a half. No. For me, it, I'd, I'd sit it at like a 15. It's a strong recommend in that this might be one of those things that are, you might not, it might get, it might catch storm. I'm going to have another. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that, that that could be a possibility? That people are going to catch on to this and we're not going to see it for a while? Yeah. Um, catch Storm, I'm not saying in the next even two years. I'm just saying. No. No? Because I think that we are going to see the the products that people have been pining after come back very, very soon. Okay. Maybe not immediately, but I think within the next few years, we're going to see a bigger influx of... Uh, Buffalo Trace, especially. Um, yeah. I think Eagle Rare is definitely going to be making a, a big comeback, too. Uh, if, if we're talking, like, daily drinkers. Yeah. I think that people are pretty locked into some of those. And even if it's not daily drinkers, it's the products that people covet. So, yeah, this could, th- this could very, very likely go under the radar or stay under the radar <laughs> yeah for that matter for for a hot minute so i'm not worried about it i'm not either but i'm still gonna tell I do people think that it's kind of it's on the the teetering edge of absolutely of like if somebody kept if somebody like you know either of high profile goes yo 
<laughs> it's really good. Fred Minnick. <laughs> Look the other way. There's a shiny ass guy. <laughs> yeah. In which case, he'll probably be like, I Harry, mean, what it, are you doing? No, no, no. In which case, he'll be like, I mean, it's good, but like. He would he would look at me and go, Perry, stop. He, yeah. <laughs> he would look at me and be like, all right, you don't know what you're Who talking you? about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally understandable. Uh, it's good, though. That's all I've got to say. So I forgot, for the most part, to pose questions to our Facebook group, which I normally do for each week's episode where we're all together. And so about 30 minutes ago, right before we started doing the review, I I put out a comment on the page where I just said, Curtis and I recorded and I forgot to ask for questions or tips and bits from y'all. Get them in quick. Ah... So the first question comes, uh, Chad Holly. Question one: Why are you yelling? Well, it was out of panic, Chad. So <laughs> we need. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and the second and final question <laughs> comes from Louis Keen. He said, uh, "Do you use your high proofers as a last resort sanitizer, or <laughs> do you drink it and, as he says, damn the torpedoes?" I drink it and damn the torpedoes. <laughs> I'm I'm drinking this stuff, man. I'm I'm not letting it go to waste. My hands no are way. fine. I've got plenty of hands. If it results to it, to it I'll just use water. <laughs> oh, I'll man. take my chances. Well, those questions came from our Facebook group. <laughs> this is my bourbon group, so just head to Facebook and search for that. Uh, that's going to be a great release for those of us who are going to be quarantined for the next foreseeable future. No, I'm just kidding. When's this old granddad from? Uh, so this old granddad, which we are drinking currently, is from the early 2000s. Okay. So it's still a Jim Beam product. It's still high rye. But this was actually something else that I had been drinking recently, too. Uh, I, I like this a lot. I could see why. Mm. And I know that saying early 2000s is like, seems so recent. But it. It was still 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is good, man. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's one of those ones that I I initially was like, mm, this is some good dusty stuff. Dude, I still love uh, the the regular old granddad bottle and bond. Oh, yeah. I think it's fantastic. $20 a bottle. At least four years old high ride yeah. bourbon. That's probably another Virginia. one I haven't given enough thought. We, you know, this is probably going to be something that we do more of over the next few weeks is reviewing common bourbons. Mm -hmm. Because, again, nobody's going out and hunting right now. It's not hunting season either. Yeah. But I just can't, I can't imagine us not talking about things that people could stock up on. Mm -hmm. So... We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. But anyway. Russell's tenure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Go buy one bottle so that the rest of us can have bottles as well. <laughs> yes. Kurt, what about tips and bits? What recommendations do you have for our listeners this week that may or may not pertain to bourbon? Uh, I would say recommendations for me is uh, just wash your freaking hands. <laughs> well, he took it, so. 
I'm sorry. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would I would recommend, you know, just taking the precaution to think of other people and to uh, do all that you can to, you know, be with your loved ones, be with your family, and just really take the action to to do that. And and not even in the sense of you know being worried about a virus or anything like that. But I feel like some of these moments are are moments that you can sit back and go, hey, I haven't spent as much time with my family. Sure. I haven't spent as much time with such That's a significant a really other. Um, just take this time to really reflect on what you have and to um, and to move forward with that. Not to be yeah. worried, not to be scared, not to be uh, fearful. Just to to be take this as a time to be grateful well i'm gonna recommend looting and pillaging so go to your nearest village <laughs> yes. and ransack no i'm just kidding um i'm gonna second that for sure i it is not a great time i mean i know that goes without saying it really does just kind of suck when you look at the greater picture of it i mean we're not we're not trying to be, you know, alarmists or anything, but I mean, th- this is not an easy time for any of us. And it, it's, it's only through unity that we're going to survive and get through it. And, you know, we it, it it's going to get worse before it gets better that's just the reality of it yeah i mean th- things are not going to look up before they look down mm-hmm. i wish that they would i wish that we could come out quickly on the other end but even just us sitting in this this spare room talking about bourbon and hanging out and having a good time and for a little bit and, you know, realizing that not everything is as, as rosy as we would like for it to be. Sure. But keep listening to the podcast, I guess. I like that. <laughs> that's a good, that's uh, a good tip or bit. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, you know, use this time as a reflection period uh, yeah, that's not to say there are very much positive things that are becoming down the turnpike. Uh, there is hope. There's not, you know, yeah, this isn't all doom and gloom. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. So I totally agree. I, but then I'm also going to recommend drink bourbon. Yeah, drink, drink some freaking bourbon, man. But I'm also going to recommend uh, guys grocery games. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I have gotten a addicted to that show all right i so i was a naysayer about guy fieri for a while <laughs> seriously seriously like okay. i just did not care for him i thought he was just i i was not i was a naysayer when he was doing diners drive-ins and dives i like diners dive it die drive-ins diners that and one. juice that one yes yes the bourbon works i i like that show quite a bit but it really is guys grocery games that kind of won me over. Yeah. Dude. Cause it's like market sweep or yeah, whatever it was. Right? 
supermarket so, sweep. Yeah. So th- this is the year I feel. Well, maybe not so much for you know the next couple of months, but this is the year where I want everybody had a supermarket sweep earlier. Yeah, but I I want to like reach above and beyond with the guests that we have on the show. Freaking, if we could get Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that is like pipe dream of pipe dreams, but how cool? Maybe. How cool would that be? That'd be wild. Like, yeah, hang out with Guy and talk about you know greasy spoon diners. Yeah, but still drinking bourbon and and whatnot. And oh yeah, a little hungry, and then going, hey, we should go to the uh, park at drive-in. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and get Kentucky's best fried chicken <laughs> or Lexington's best fried chicken. Yeah. I was like KFC. I, yeah, cheese. Oh, yeah, Claudia Sanders. I think that does it for this week. I uh, I just want to say I am very thankful for you guys, and I know that it's not the easiest time to support creators artistically, content wise, whatever. Um, but. I really hope that you guys who are members of the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast do continue to be supporters. Um, it's tough right now. It, it, it is. I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. You know, it it's, it's not going to be easy for a lot of us. So if, if you can continue to support the show, I really do appreciate it. You know, I'm taking a big hit with, the tour companies, uh, the, the the tour company not being as active as we have been, and with the uh, you, you know just just the general economic impact. I mean that is very real, not just for me but for the show as well. And we are we have no intention of not sitting down and drinking bourbon together as as much as we can. I mean, th- this is going to be still a-, a mainstay for us week to week. Uh, with the live streams getting kicked back up this week as well, that is going to be another way for us to kind of have an outlet. I know that there are so many other content creators uh, across the spectrum that have live streams and videos and whatnot. I know that, that that's going to be a great way for us to all get through it together. So if you are able to, don't just support me support other people as well i mean they they need it too it's gonna be a tough few weeks but we're all in it together and that that's it that's it thank you all so much for all the support that you give us even if you're just listening to to these shows even if you're just downloading it and you know listening to it on your way to work even if you're downloading it and not, and not listening, listening to it, which <laughs> by, which means you're not even hearing this. <laughs> but we we appreciate everybody who supports the show, and I know I've said that a thousand times over the the past few weeks. But yeah, we're 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 gonna keep doing this forever, as far as I'm concerned. Bourbon, regardless. Regardless of uh, a, a light beer virus or not, so yeah, Curtis. First of all, thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I wish Swan could have been here. He uh, 
had to do some some cleaning for his job as well. I, I know that things are getting tight around certain certain markets, and Swan couldn't be with us tonight, but I'm sure he will be back next week. Uh, Curtis, is there anywhere on social media that people could find you, knowing full well that they can find you? Yes. <laughs> on uh, Instagram, you can find me at KurtCon, and Twitter, Kurt underscore Con 15. Had to take that last sip of that really good old granddad bond. Yes. Um, if you want to follow me, I am at Purator1492 on all social media channels. The show itself is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can give us a five-star rate and review in the iTunes app. So if you're listening to the show on iTunes right now, all you have to do is just scroll down a little bit from the main feed of the podcast. And you can leave us a review. And I actually have a nice little review uh, from one of our listeners. This is from WJTH18. (laughs) They say uh, in the headline, love the show and keep up the great show, guys. Thank you so much to you, WJTH18. There we go. I got it. Yeah. Uh, I will be sure to read out your reviews on the show if you do leave them in the podcast app. Uh, So, yeah, appreciate that. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. I am not sure what the... uh, (laughs) What, what what that's going to look like for the folks over at Threadless here for the next few weeks. So maybe hold off on that. Maybe hold off on orders. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. You can leave a, uh, a voicemail for our barrel ring segment, which we have not done for a few weeks, but we would like to get started up here very soon. I know there's going to be a lot of us that are holed up. And uh, we're going to want to talk to each other. So uh, you can leave a voicemail for us at 859-428-8253 if you have questions or comments for the show. And we will respond to you on air, which is pretty, pretty fun, I think. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, And then last but not least, as we had talked about before, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. uh, You can help the show continue even through these kind of sucky times. I know that it is not the most financially stable moment for a lot of people. Uh, but if you are on there, thank you so much. Please continue to support us as long as you can. Um, if you would like to help support the show as well, uh, during this period, thank you. I appreciate everything that, uh, goes into that. Uh, you do get bonus content every Tuesday, which is the pregame chats for the Wednesday episode. You get a bonus episode once a month. You get a bonus live stream once a month. And you also get a bonus hangout once a month uh, with everybody at the $20 tier. But the $5 tier is where you get the bonus episode. Yeah. I think I think I mentioned that already. But the, the, the live stream is for everybody on the Patreon, too. So there's that uh one more time patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast <sighs> kurt thanks for being here buddy always a pleasure man i'll give you an elbow bump later oh definitely <laughs> don't touch me. 
Y'all stay safe out there. Thank you so much for listening uh, every single week for supporting the show, telling your friends about it. Um, I think that just about does it. We love y'all so much. Until next week, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And I almost said I'm Swan, but that was wrong. <laughs> Close. Yeah. And this is my bourbon podcast. Thank you, guys. Bye.